Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Geek with Muscles podcast with Mike Robert, discussing science, technology, spirituality, and something else. And welcome, everybody, once again. Thanks for listening to the Geek with Muscles podcast. My name is Mike Robert, and today we have a really special guest on our show. I'm really excited. For those of you that know me, you may know that spirituality is a big part of my life, and I'm... It's been a part of my life since I was a little kid, since I was in the fourth grade, and I called up a bunch of Mormons to come and visit me. And so now I've been exploring and seeking, and it's really something we never stop doing. I joined a group on Facebook, and when I was there, I met a very talented individual. She is a psychic medium, a Reiki master, an angel card reader, an all-around amazing person with a really amazing story Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jen Bustos. Hello, Jen, and welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I think that's the best introduction I ever had. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Jen, you are a psychic medium with a really special story. You have experienced some personal tragedies in your own life and basically transformed them into something where you can be a positive force to help others heal. And and we'll be talking more about that in a little bit. As far as your background goes and you being a psychic medium, and it's a lot of people probably are tuning in just because you're the guest, because it's a, <laughs> it's a very popular thing nowadays. You know, there's a lot of new age movement out there. There's a lot of things going on. So as a psychic medium, how long have you been a psychic medium? Did you, did you know forever you were like a, a psychic medium? Since I was about 16, I grew up in a, in a really laid back family. My mom, my stepdad, my grandmother, they always talked to me about spirits and how we really don't die. Um, and that even when our physical bodies aren't here anymore, that our spirit is still living on. And so they talked to me about their own experiences and I got started seeing my own evidences. And when I was about 16, I was actually sitting at my kitchen table with a friend. I started seeing somebody behind him. Oh, wow. And it got stronger and stronger. And I was scribbling on a piece of paper and two names popped out at me. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at the paper and I'm looking at the image behind him form and now I'm seeing some images next to him, and finally I just blurted it out. Um, did you ever have a girlfriend that passed away? And at first he said no. And so I'm like, hmm, all right. It just started getting stronger and stronger, and I had no choice, or I felt I had no choice but to go back to it. And so I asked them again, and I started getting a little bit more specific. And lo and behold, Um, It turns out that it was actually a very personal experience for him, and he hadn't told many people about it, but it was true, and I had specifics, and even the names that were literally right before my eyes, uh, they were exactly right, and I said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That was my first experience with it, and I, it's funny because I thought it was so normal. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were scared. I don't remember ever going back to it. Um, from I just went about living my regular teenage life and everything else started unfolding for me naturally in my 20s. Oh, wow. So you, you literally were seeing dead people. I mean, yeah, quite, quite I literally. literally. Yes, literally. In the intuitive world, in the psychic world, there's these things called clairs, right? And 
and there's like three or four of them or five of them and like there's clear audience i think means clear hearing and and what are you what would you consider yourself um i'm a multitude of all of the above i am clairvoyant i am clear audience i am very clear cognizant clear cognizant is when you just have a knowing of something the messages literally just pop into your mind into your brain and that is probably the trickiest clair to develop because it takes a real trust in yourself to be able to just spit out what pops into your head so that probably took the longest for me to develop but even before that it was the clairvoyance and clairaudience that really started strong in me and the claircognizance is something that i worked for years to develop to be just just to develop the trust in myself to be able to say what came into my mind. I have a similar experience in that my family was also very uh, open and uh, my mom had tons of books on ghosts and I remember I used to look at ghost photo books and I would like wouldn't be able to sleep. I was terrified and <laughs> but I, I was so drawn to it. It was like pretty amazing. So when you did you tell your family that you could see dead people or what did they think or what was their reaction to that i'll be honest I, it was so I mean, it's something that i never my parents were divorced so i grew up i mean i always grew up with my dad but i lived with my mom and my stepdad and it was just such a it was such a natural conversation in our house that if i'm being honest i don't even know if i told them about it after that very first experience when i was 16 for me I don't know, going back in my memory bank, I literally just picked right back up with my normal teenage life and didn't even give it a second thought. From there, I mean, it was a few year, a couple of years later, I think I started getting into meditation when I was about 18, 19 and started having some really amazing experiences with that. And I know at that point I would always have really great conversations with my mom and my stepdad started comparing stories and me and my stepdad had a lot of similar experiences and things that we saw. So there was always an open dialogue. I know with my dad though, it's something just in the last few years that I've started becoming more comfortable in talking about. But with my mom and and my stepdad that was always a natural conversation, so it wasn't even something that I felt compelled. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't nervous talking to them. It was just normal. It was just like normal in your household. It was yeah, like, it was, hey, it how's the weather was. in New Jersey and and It was like <laughs> we had this one calculator in the house that would just start punching numbers. It was one of those old-fashioned calculators with the um the tape. Know, the tape in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the okay. receipt tape. And it would just start the numbers would just start punching by themselves and the receipts would start flying out and it was just a natural thing like, oh, well, there's the spirit on the on the calculator again. Oh, how and funny. I used to see this one spirit in my room a lot and it kind of freaked me out at first, but then when I went and I told my stepdad about it and he was like, "Oh, was that the guy with the hat?" Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, "Yeah." And he was like, "Don't worry, that's just the guy who owned that that I bought the house from." Oh, wow. I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." That... Like, okay. And I and I wasn't scared anymore. I was fine. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> I I grew up terrified. I saw I remember the one of the times when my sister and I were left alone in our brand new home. and my mom and dad left us and i was seeing someone standing behind a chair in a living room and it was getting dark and the sun was going down and we were literally huddled on the couch too scared to move and the dog kept barking and barking and then 
I went ahead and, and I said to my sister, it moved. It's over there now. And then the dog changed and, and started barking at the new direction. So, oh my gosh. yeah, and it just scared the shit out of me. I mean, it was, even though I grew up around it, it was a different sort of, because my mom, the way she kind of saw it is that she kind of enforced, I guess, the, ooh, it's spooky, you know, sort of. Right. And like, so, yes, it's real, but ooh, yeah. they're ghosts. So you're also, and by the way, for in case, I don't know if anyone knows, but in, in case you don't know, Jen is right now in New Jersey. Joyce, right? You're in New Jersey. We're, I'm in Miami, Florida. And yes. yeah, so uh, just just to put that out there, I was going to introduce you as live from New Jersey. And I forgot. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get that opportunity again to say like, <laughs> you know, live from New Jersey, you know. Um, yes. <laughs> but but you're also <laughs> you're also a Reiki master, correct? I am. And I that am. Ener- how does that and Reiki is energy healing, and right. and and so how does that Reiki? How does that incorporate into your psychic medium sort of skills? Oh gosh, the two worlds are so intertwined. So if I just backtrack a little bit, so after. You know, going back to, okay, so I was 16, I had my first medium experience, blew that off, kept going with my life, 19, started getting into meditation, blew that off, went on with my life, Uh, moved in with my husband when I was 22, and I guess it wasn't until I was about 28 or 29-ish, I'm guesstimating here, that I started, I didn't know anything about Reiki, about hands-on healing, about any of that. I was very, I was completely ignorant to that world, hadn't come across my awareness yet. Long story short, my husband was a diabetic and he started with diabetic neuropathy really bad in his feet and it was the worst pain he had ever felt. And his pain was so bad that I used to cry myself to sleep because I couldn't do anything for him and nothing was helping. And for the first time in my life, I actually got on my hands and knees and I prayed to God for a way to help him. And I'm not sure of the timeline, but let's just say within a few months, I realized that my hands were just getting really, really hot, but like freakishly hot. They were very uncomfortable. And so just using, just intuitively, I knew that I had to touch him somehow. And lo and behold, his pain would start to lessen and he was starting to sleep at night again. So neither one of us really knew what to make of it. And it was just called that thing you do. And he said, hey, babe, you know, can you do that thing you do? I am in so much pain, I can't sleep. So I would, and he would sleep. Amazing. So it was about a few months after that, that I had my very first appointment with a psychic medium. I had never been read before. My mom set up the appointment for us. We had been on a year's waiting list. So now it's time for this appointment. And the woman didn't even know my first name. My mom did her appointment first. We had back-to-back appointments. And I walked in next. And she just looked at me and she said, wow, you are a natural healer. And I said, what? (laughs) You're like... (laughs) It's I that said, thing what? you do. It's that thing you do. <laughs> that thing you do. Yeah. So during the course of that appointment with her, uh, that is when it all came out and I learned what Reiki was. And I said, wow, if I could do, you know, that's when I learned that I could actually get certified in it um, and I could do it for other people. And I just said, wow, if this is something that I can do naturally, then yeah, I want to learn and I want to be able to work with people. So to go back to your original question with, with 
which was how does it all tie in? We're energy. Everything, everything that we are, everything that we touch, this world that we live in, it's energy. And that is how spirit communication is possible. It's because it's the energy of us that never dies. It's the energy of us that lives on. So we are, when we're communicating with spirit, we are communicating with an energy. So of course, our human bodies are made up of that as well. It's, it's, energy that makes spirit communication possible so when you think of it like that the two worlds really do collide yeah that makes yeah. that makes absolute perfect sense i hope that i i hope i explain that okay <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 fine it's fine i'm hearing a do you hear that echo ah i figured it out mixer no no it's probably your energy <laughs> i'll i'll be honest when i was first learning everything i was in my the medium that I went to, um, who was actually Karen Noe, some people know her. She's now a Hay House author. So I was I was doing a class in her office, and I was talking to her. I don't know about something in the middle of class, and all of a sudden I started seeing sparks flying off of me, and I like jumped back and I looked at her and started laughing. I'm like, please tell me you saw that, and she was literally looking up in the air. She's like, yeah, you just sparked. Oh wow, you know, and I've heard. <laughs> I'm electronics actually, tend to go crazy around me. I really do affect, you <laughs> affect know, electronics. Sorry. I have heard the spark thing before because <laughs> I went to a psychic awareness class in this community college years and years ago. And the lady there was saying that she had put two students together in an elementary school. She was a substitute teacher one day and sparks started flying between the kids. Oh my God. Yeah. And the parents got really upset. <laughs> but anyway, so, so you then, you, so you've gone through the Reiki thing and your psychic medium and, and then you kind of, life kind of threw you some curveballs. You went ahead and, um, and this is why we're doing this podcast because you reached out to me and you you basically sent me this sort of epiphany I guess you had to transform the tragedy. And I think that's what we're going to call this podcast is Transforming Tragedy. And I want to uh, read this thing that you sent me that one of the things that really moved me is that you said it's through the energy of love that we connect with our joy and gain the confidence to exist within the quiet of the mind and the stillness of the soul in the midst of any storm. And I read that and I was like, holy shit, that's like deep, <laughs> you know, do you want to kind of like lead into some of the events in your life that occurred? Absolutely. Well, due to my husband's diabetic neuropathy and his pain and also depression that he never really dealt with, it ultimately led him into an addiction, which ultimately took over our lives at one point. And it was a constant back and forth for me between the worlds and trying to manage it all. And it ultimately led to or contributed to his death, which we are actually just coming up on the one year mark. May 23rd will be one year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I actually, that just popped into my head. Actually, before we just popped on, I said, wow, isn't that interesting that I'm doing this interview almost a year to the day after his passing? So it's like totally full circle. It is. This is, it's really a full circle moment for me. And I mean, I can't, I can't pretend by any stretch of anyone's imagination that I'm completely okay. And I have it all figured out, but I will say that 
after his passing, you know, my husband and I, we met when I was 15 and we moved in together when I was 22. We had our daughter when I was 23 and it was the biggest love hate relationship in the world. <laughs> um, we always went back and forth, but at the end of the day, we were us and we couldn't bear to live without each other. And it was really our love that our foundation of love was so strong that no matter what happened and no matter what we had to face, we wanted to do it together at the end of the day. And that was because of the love that existed between us. And so after, you know, when he passed, I, I died right along with him. I can honestly sit here and say that I am 100% not the person I was when he left this world. He took pieces of me that I will never get back. And that is actually okay. I was going to say that, and that that was uh, you. You're like on that same page as me. I was going to say, and that's okay, right? I mean, that's part of the process. Okay, because my transformation, the journey that I've had over this last year, it's so bittersweet. The one thing that I've really learned to do over the years, and I thank God that I had all this knowledge behind me and all this experience behind me you know, before he passed, because I honestly don't know if I would be here right now if I wasn't already who I was and didn't already know the things that I knew and wasn't aware of the fact that we don't die and neither neither does the love that we share. I really, really don't think that I could be sitting here right now talking to you about this. It's almost like if someone with a very... Uh, a very large faith in in their particular deity like if you're a christian you may be like oh i have such a faith in in jesus or i have such a faith in god and your faith was really in the knowledge of of knowing that there there is you like you said you keep living that there is no death right yes my faith is just in spirit uh, you know however however everybody wants to translate that whether they want to call that god Jesus, to me, it doesn't really matter what name you put on it. I just use the word spirit because for me, that encompasses all. But my faith was so strong in my knowing that we do not end when our physical bodies no longer work anymore. And that's what's absolutely helped me get through. Um, The one thing that I've learned through all these years is To enjoy the journey sometimes means to step outside of it, meaning throwing ourselves into observer mode, which means sort of taking a perspective shift and trying to look at your life from the outside looking in so you can see how one experience leads to the next and to the next and to the next and how each experience you have has the ability to make you grow stronger and more beautiful and so when you can actually take a minute to step outside of yourself and watch the journey unfold you can really see the magic in it and so even in the midst of the worst of it even in the midst of whatever it is whatever that thing is that happens that has the ability to break you there's still something in it and it's not the pain that we learn from it's the love that you find in the midst of it because that's where all the lessons are and 
that's what has given me the ability to just learn from my experiences and continue to be me. Well, um, I, I have to say that just listening to you, it's you sound like you could be a university professor, like an expert in this. <laughs> It's like amazing. You have, uh, it's like from an outside perspective, from my perspective, you have been given such a gift of, of insight and, and it's just amazing. I can't imagine how many people are going to benefit just by even hearing this podcast that are like, wow, if Jen got through what she got through, you know, losing, you know, it sounded like you guys were soulmates and, and just losing, that part and and experiencing that deep sense of loss that if if she can do it then I can do it too that's just and amazing that's what I want people to know I mean thank you for that that's what I want people to know that they can do this they've got this they've got everything that they need at every single given moment and if people could just open their eyes to that just a little bit I mean I'll be honest I went through a really deep, dark depression. I, for a good five, six months, and you know this, I walked away from everybody, everything. Um, I was the one throwing myself on the bathroom floor, screaming, crying for hours, and I mean hours on end. And I could not get myself together for anything. And it's funny because a few years ago, I had bought, because I really just didn't know what else to do to hold on anymore. So I went and I bought mustard seeds and I put them in a pretty little case and they've, I've brought them with me wherever I go. And so when I feel like I don't have whatever that thing is that keeps you going anymore, I pull out my mustard seeds and I look at them and I realize how small they actually are. And it just reminds me if I can hold on to just that much faith. I'll just, I'll get through and the rest will be given to me. And I've held that belief and I've held those little mustard seeds in my hand. And that is such a great way. I came through, I came through the worst depression of my life. And I don't know, in my opinion, I think I came out on top. I think I'm doing some really great, passionate work and I'm happy with it. And so many doors are opening up for me right now. Things that I have never imagined it's amazing how that works are happening and things are, you know, as hard as they still are. And trust me, they are. I'm by no stretch of the imagine exactly where I want to be, but I'm getting there. And if I have, and the more I keep going, the more doors are opening for me. And it's, it's exciting. <laughs> I wanted to ask <laughs> you about exciting. that. I wanted to ask you about that because I want to ask you, first of all, let me compliment you on, on using the mustard seeds as, and I'm assuming that's just from the biblical reference. Yes. Uh, okay. Seed yeah. So I, I've never heard of anyone actually getting a mustard seed and looking at it. So that's that's very cool uh, thing to do. And the other thing I wanted uh, to ask you about is, for example, I'm a big follower of Abraham Hicks, and Abraham yeah. is always saying it's never really done. You're never really finished. You keep on going. Is that how you kind of feel with? this sort of getting over these things in your life that are really tough, that it's, it's, it's always a process. It's never really done. No, it's never really done. And people use the term move on. You don't move on after you lose the love of your life. You don't move on after you lose your soulmate, but you do move forward. Oh, I love that. 
you do move forward and so i don't feel i'll never be done i will love him for the rest of my life i will never move on from that but i will continue to move forward he's the reason i'm here i've learned so much of what i know through him he was my greatest teacher in this life and so you don't you can't ever move on from that it excuse me it becomes ingrained in your soul um, and I don't ever want to move on from that. But you know what? I will move forward. And why will I move forward? Because I will make sure that the work that I do and the energetic signature that I put into every area of my life, as much as humanly possible, right. will reflect him and his journey and his amazing energy and the life that we had together. So I take him with me now. Wow. Now wherever I go, whatever I do, he's there. That's 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 amazing. And and mm-hmm. having you speak to other people about it is is amazing work. You're you lived it. You did it. You, you know, people can't say a lot of times, you know, if you're in therapy, if you're you know, I I got yelled at the other day on Facebook because I said something like <laughs> choose happiness. And somebody said to me, oh, easier said than done. And and people can't say that to you because you've been there. You've done that. So you can say, hey, it's not easy. What You know, it's definitely difficult. But I did it. And I'm still doing it. I'm st- that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's not that I did it. I'm doing it. Yeah, you're living and it. And you know what? But there are days where I wake up and I don't want to lift my head off the pillow. Um, there are days where, and then there are other days where I could wake up and feel perfectly fine. And then a wave hits me in the middle of the day and I break down crying. So it is, it's a daily thing. It's a daily, I don't know. I don't like really want to use the word struggle, but it is, it's a, da- it's a daily occurrence. There okay. You go. It's yeah. a daily occurrence and it's a daily choice. Every single day I get to make the choice of how I want to spend my day and live my life. And every day I choose spirit. I choose my work. I choose to help people no matter how I feel or what may be going on with me personally that day. And there's a very simple reason for that. And that is because when I am in my alignment and I am in the energy of being the best person that I can possibly be for this given moment in my life. And that's all we can ever choose. You know, that's all we can ever try to attain in all honesty. Absolutely. Um, But when I'm in that alignment, I feel whole. When I'm in that alignment, I feel like I'm part of everything and everything is part of me. And I feel connected to everything that ever was and everything that is and everything that could possibly ever be. I feel connected to spirit. I connect, I feel connected to the earth. I just feel that connection when I'm in that alignment and I'm able to think clearer and I'm able (laughs) to make better decisions. And so that's why, yeah, I can absolutely every single day choose to put my personal stuff, not that I'm putting it aside or I'm ignoring it, but I learned to just move forward anyway. And because there's when I'm in that alignment, I'm learning something also. I learn a lot. It doesn't matter whether I'm 
working with you or working with, you know, whoever down the block, it doesn't matter who I'm working with. There's something that spirit is going to bring in for them that I'm actually going to be able to sit there and say, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. And, and do so you, I learned also. Do you see the connection? I, I don't know if anyone's ever brought this up to you, but do you see the connection through your Reiki work as a Reiki master as being a healer to this being an extension of that he, healing attribute that you have to offer healing as well, but at an emotional level? Yes. There's such a connection. And I noticed that, okay, in reference to... Um, energy healing and emotional healing there is the ability to heal through words that is why I really try to choose my words carefully as best I can it doesn't always work but hey I try <laughs> you're from Jersey I mean <laughs> um, it's kind of hard right <laughs> yeah it's not always it's not always easy you know when you get me in my regular normal everyday personal life I'm the one who drops the F-bomb, you know, probably every three sentences. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always the most eloquently spoken. It depends on, on how you grab me and when you grab me. But when I'm, when I'm centered, <laughs> put it that way, when I am centered, I definitely have the ability to choose my words properly. And when I'm working with someone, sometimes they just, I, I try to be able to tune in to I try to tune into the words they need to hear that will shift them because we all respond to different words we all respond to different energies we all respond to different vibrations and I mean that is why there can be so many spiritual teachers in the world it's because we all say things in our own way and different people will resonate with different spiritual teachers. And there's such a beauty in that. So that's um, really neat. You're actually using your intuitive abilities to specifically almost target the people with the... Yes. What, yeah. oh, that's really Every neat. You know what I'm saying. Every single one of my clients <laughs> I speak to differently. Every single one of them. Amazing. And okay, that's very cool. I utilize all my different senses and skills to be able to zone in on who they are and how they are able to receive my purpose for a per- you know with a personal session it's not enough for me to just deliver the message i want to know i need to know that they understood the message and that they now have the tools necessary to utilize them that's what's important to me i want to know that they walked away changed in some way that their journey has now become a little bit easier or a little bit more clear. So for me, it's not enough to just deliver the message. I want to make sure that they understood it, arm them with the tools necessary to make their journeys a little bit easier. And that's wonderful to hear because so many times you people take self-help courses or they read a book or they do something and people are like, okay, so now what? You know, what do I do with this? And so you're also available for private readings. I am, absolutely. And and where would they go? If somebody wanted to uh, book you through a reading, uh, where would they go to, to do that? My personal website is pearlsoflight.com. Okay, pearlsoflight.com. Yeah. That's a really neat name. <laughs> I like that name. There's personal meaning to that, too. Oh, really? <laughs> that is so... Well, I find that with... the. Uh, if anyone intuitive, that in, in all the intuitive circles that I've been in and I've seen, 
everything has meaning. And I think that's one of the coolest things is that we tend to, and I say we, I, I don't, I want to preface that by saying I am in no way anywhere near the caliber of an intuitive. But, oh, I beg to differ. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to argue with you on your own show, Mike. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. But I know that a lot of there's a lot of meanings. You know, we look for meanings all the time. We're always so. I I love the fact that uh, pearlsoflight.com. If you want to get a reading with Jen Bustos, and let me tell you, she's amazing. And Jen, yeah. thank you so much. This has been so enlightening. I feel like we just touched on a little bit of you know. Thank you so much for being a guest. And I have no doubt, no doubt whatsoever that people that are listening to this are going to be starting to experience a healing just from hearing your voice and hearing that, hey, you went through this and, you know, you're dealing with it and you're you're transmuting it, so to speak, as that's the buzzword, transmute, yep. transmutation, <laughs> right? Um, that you're transmuting this pain and this um, experience into something that you can really use as a, as a healing for others. And so thank you so much for being on the show. And thank um, you so much for having me. This was, I, 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 I'm just, I'm really humbled. So thanks everyone for listening. And thank you to Jen Bustos for being a guest. And we'll see you next time on the Geek with Muscles podcast. Take care and have an amazing day. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the Geek with Muscles podcast. Catch more of Mike on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and geekwithmuscles.com.